If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Medicine in America, hosted by Anthony Manson and Todd Harrington, shares the stories of physicians, other healthcare professionals, and industry leaders who are changing the way we deliver care. There's an episode that you should check out called Primary Care Reimagined with Subscription-Based Preventative Care Model. It's an inspiring call for a paradigm shift in primary care. All of their episodes highlight innovative ideas at the forefront of the movement to transform our healthcare system. Check out Medicine in America on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Wow, I do have control over my mind and I do have power over the thoughts that I'm thinking and I am not my thoughts. I am the observer of my thoughts. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Welcome, Kemi Reyes. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Wendy. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, I know we had a conversation, I think, last week, and it really uh, propelled me to extend an invite for you to come on and just talk about who you are and how amazing you are and the amazing impact you're having in this world. So let's start off by telling everyone, who are you and what do you do? Thank you so much. And I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me on today. Um, My name is Kemi Reyes. I am director and founder of I Am Academy. I Am Academy stands for I Affirm Myself Academy. And this is an organization that I started in order to help empower people to start to pay attention about the impact of their spoken word and the implication that the things that they speak into existence can have specifically when it relates to goal setting. Um, I went through a very, very tumultuous time in my life following 2020, as a lot of people might have. And uh, for me, it was the self-realization that I needed to start changing how I speak to myself. Um, and through that experience, I created a process, the I Am Academy method, um, and I teach my clients how to redirect and rework their internal dialogue so that the things that they're speaking into existence are in alignment with where they want to be in life. That's a little about me. That's amazing because words have power, words have energy, and I don't think people realize the power of your words, how they feed your subconscious mind and show up consciously in your behaviors and what you do and how you kind of show up in the world. So I think that is amazing. And can you tell us your personal story with uh, affirmations and how it has really impacted your life? Yes, absolutely. Um, Affirmations are sort of the foundation for where a lot of my positive habits started. I actually, um, even before the affirmations came along, I was actually part of a business team and organization whose leader, um, that, that was actually one of his core values was the power of the spoken word. 
And I started to sort of dabble in a lot of different types of um, pursuits towards, you know, sales and just wealth creation industries that had a lot of personal development and self-growth, you know, attached to them. So, um, but that, that business organization's value about spoken word really stuck with me. And, um, I ended up leaving that business team for a little bit and, you know, uh, moving down to Florida during 2020, it was, you know, one of those, one of those big unexpected changes in life that sort of just, you know, make you question like, why am I here? Like, God, why did, why did you let this happen? Like, how did I end up? in this particular place. And I had a lot of moments like that in the last two, three years. Um, but it's all led to like amazing, amazing, amazing things. So um, during 2020, I fell into a really deep depression. Um, and you and I spoke earlier, but um, I have actually been diagnosed with bipolar disorder in the past. And, um, you know, the the depression piece and being an extrovert and loving to be around people, obviously being super isolated for that long, created a lot of really negative thought patterns for me. And it sent me into this really, really dark place. And I came out of, out of um, that era, so to speak, uh, with a really low self-image. I just did not, I wasn't, I wasn't being consistent with my habits. I it kind of felt like I had um, come to this place where I, I just didn't know what my purpose was in life. Kind of like you spoke about in one of your podcasts. I think you spoke about it in a couple podcasts actually about figuring out your purpose. We have a very, a lot of intersections with that in 2020, but um, essentially my, my, journey was a little bit convoluted because I ended up jumping into, of course, being in this desperate low self-esteem situation, jumped into this very unhealthy, toxic relationship that resulted in a very fast marriage. We were engaged in three months. (laughs) I was definitely just excited. Somebody wanted to give me a ring. Um, And, um, but, you know, at the end, it turned very toxic, Um, you know, there was domestic violence involved. And, um, you know, I was a stepmom, something I wasn't really ready to take on at the time. Um, So there were a lot of different things that happened that then again, kind of led me into another dark place. And when I got to that dark place, it was a lot more, it was a lot more, um, I don't know the word, like maybe serious, you know, it was more, um, it's more detrimental to a lot more than just me. You know, there were kids involved, there were two families now because we were married, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I sat there and looked in the mirror one day and said, you know, I got myself in this situation. I made specific decisions that led to the choices that I made in order to get myself here. Why can't I just make different decisions to get myself out of this situation if I know that it's not what I want for my life? So that was the weekend. I remember I sat down and I was like, okay. Well, I remember the organization I'm part of, the leader, the leader's name is John Crow. I remember John Crow always talked about the power of affirmations. And I was like, the only thing I can really think of is to create affirmations. Because at that time in my life, there really wasn't much else I was motivated to do. I wasn't motivated to get out of bed or go meet people. You know, I was that, that deep in my depression. So I just wrote down 10 things that I wished were different about my life at the time. And then um, fast forward by the end of the summer, after speaking these I am statements, uh, I was able to check off all 10 things off of that list. Um, So that got me really curious. I was like, wow, maybe this actually does work. (laughs) 
<laughs> let, me, let me see about this. What if I what if I start telling my friends and what if I start teaching them, you know, how to how the power of 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 what, you know, affirmations and speaking intentionally speaking positive affirmations can do. I started telling my friends, having conversations. I was sending them the secret documentary. And, you know, it was really a cool time because I started to see some of my own friends start to have these realizations like, wow, you know what? This is this is cool. You know, I even have a friend of mine, Robbie. She was like, I never even believed in power of positive thinking manifestation. I thought it was all woo-woo, weird stuff. But she was like, you know what? We might be onto something. So that started happening for people in my circle. And then um, that is sort of what led to the creation of I Am Academy because I just, I got so excited about helping other people be able to change their lives. And I really think that there is a, just an amazing power when you start to realize like, wow, I do have control over my mind and I do have power over the thoughts that I'm thinking. And I am not my thoughts. I am the observer of my thoughts. And it's been an amazing journey ever since. You said so much that I want to really unpack. So let's back up to the leader of the organization you worked for. Yes. I think you just really exemplify the power leaders can have Mm-hmm. And values that you instill in yourself and the people who report to you, how they can really save your life. So I think leaders, a lot of leaders listen to uh, this show. I think that that's something we have to kind of hone in on is that you have the power to really impact, influence and inspire people to live better. And I don't think we're thinking about that when we're doing our values or our mission statements or what we stand for or how we live our lives. But that is, it's so powerful because you are an example of the impact that has on people. So I think that's first. The second thing is you said with the pandemic, you got to spend some time alone and you went into a dark place with depression and, you know, you were diagnosed with bipolar. And I think many people experience that or can relate to that, I would say, because this pandemic caused us to take a pause. I think I was writing something today talking about the global pause that that it, it made us take and people really had to get to know themselves or be with themselves or be with their thoughts. And that's not always a positive thing, but we were forced to do that and really look at ourselves and say, who are we? What do we stand for? What impact do we have in this world? And what am I doing, basically? And when you don't have answers to those questions, it can put you in a really bad place. Yeah. And I, I appreciate you sharing your story and being so transparent with, um, you know, your experience, because I know you're helping someone. Um, and something else that resonated with me is you said that if I got myself here, I can get myself out. I tell people all the time, you have everything within you to live the life you want. There's nothing external that you need. It's all within you. And for me, the work I do, it's really helping people uncover their gift, right? I call stress like the the wrapping paper that has your gift wrapped up and we need to peel back all those layers. 
right? To, to really hone in on, on what's, but it's all within you. And your experience demonstrates that you were able to shift, pivot and come out on top. I think that is amazing. Oh my gosh, I think that so is much. amazing. And fun fact, I actually reconnected with my mentors from that previous organization. So I'm actually going to be tying back into them. And it's, it's been super exciting because I really, I really believe, and I don't, I don't, we haven't had a, a big conversation around spirituality, but I know that you talked about that in one of your podcasts as well about how important you know the spiritual side is with mental health and and you know um, like relieving stressors. And I really believe that there is a real um, power and like you know the spiritual covering of being connected to other people that are deep in their faith. And for sure, that those that's those that is sort of what I'm I'm focusing on attracting in this this new chapter of my life because that was also like another phase was figuring out after once I got myself out of that situation I spent so long like wanting out of the situation that once it happened it was like a a mini plateau it was like okay I'm here and then it's like okay so like what am I working towards now (laughs) like you know it's like it's like figuring out that next thing but you know it's all a progression and one of the things that I've been focusing on now is attracting um some of my friends have been in conversations and you know it's funny that I'm having the same experience with people in my circles but it's like it's a little bit of an oxymoron like we all feel like there's sort of this pruning going on with some of the people that I, I I'm close with and it's like oh my gosh I keep losing friends I just had a friend of mine say I lost like five friends today I don't know what's happening <laughs> and I'm like realizing I'm like this is a natural part of what happens when you come a different level human you know it's like you know the people that you used to associate with won't always be the same people that you run with in life and sometimes people will phase in they'll phase out you know it's like a little dance we do <laughs> And being okay with that. And I think many people feel stuck because they're so caught up in how people perceive them or how they feel like they should have to show up. When you're in that mindset, it's hard for you to transition and pivot into who you are becoming. Mm. You kind of get stuck into who you are. Yes. And if you don't like who you are, it, it's kind of like it's holding you stagnant. So those friends, that pruning, I love that term of pruning to really evolve because you're lighter, right? You have, you're in the right circles and you can evolve and you can blossom. But if you don't prune, Mm -hmm. you're not going anywhere. But I think people have to shift their mind to say, this is what I want. This is the circle I need to be in because you want those people who are going to support you, elevate you and help you become who you're becoming, which is someone like yourself to really have an impact on the world. And I love it. Thank you. And likewise, likewise, I'm excited about everything that you're doing to really, I, I, what resonated with me about something you said on your podcast um, was when you went into the fact that you thought your purpose had to be molded by being a nurse in the traditional sense, you know, like, you know, a lot of people, when you say, oh, I'm a nurse, it's like, you assume that, you know, they're in the hospitals and they're tending to patients actively and, you know, the, the traditional mindset, but the fact that you broke out of the box and you were like, you know what? I'm just going to educate people and I'm going to start my own. I'm going to own something that's going to help me push this purpose forward and still help and empower others in using the skills that I've been blessed with in this different way. Like that, that is really powerful to me. 
So yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, th thank you. And it that's why I do what I do. I'm still like in awe of what I'm doing and the impact I can have on the world. And I'll share something with you. I don't think I ever said this uh, publicly, okay. but when I was in nursing school, I worked so hard to get good grades so I could become an RN. And it was hard. It was the hardest four years of my life. Went to graduate school, became a nurse practitioner, worked really hard then. Um, and there was a time when I was defined as a nurse. Like that defined me. I was Wendy the nurse. Um, I wasn't Wendy the daughter. I was because I worked so hard to to get the titles and be in the workplace and work with my oncology patients. And when I transitioned into the pharmaceutical industry, I also struggled a little bit because I wasn't doing direct patient care. And I had this um, this feeling like I was missing something mm -hmm. uh, because I wasn't feeling like I was, I wasn't defined as the nurse, right? Right. At that time, I was a medical science liaison, mm -hmm. um, but I wasn't doing direct patient care, then got another job and I was doing, you know, research and development. This is when the pandemic hit, I was working from home had my son and had the opportunity to fulfill that hole that I had for so many years going back mm. to the hospital um, and defining myself as a nurse. I felt good. I was thriving there. After I started my own work outside of the health institute to see the impact I could have, I had a hard time with the mental transition of nurse leader, not nurse at the bedside or taking care of patients. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, yeah. so in my mind, seeing myself as the person who can have influence, who can have impact, who can inspire people on a global level. Mm -hmm. And I'm still a nurse, but I'm a nurse <laughs> leader who's impacting right. the world in a different way. Not a nurse, nurse practitioner at the bedside, you know, taking care of patients, mm -hmm. you know, but it, it was just, it was just a hard transition because I worked so hard to get the title so I can take care of patients. It was a mindset tweak. And yes, I've, I've absolutely. honestly, that is honestly probably the biggest disparity I've seen, not just like people in general, but for this upcoming generation, I think there is this identity gap where people are being told that there's something that they need to do in order to become when it's like, actually, it's something that you already are and you're becoming is something that you're stepping into every day. It's not like you get a degree and boom, made it. Like, that's not how this works. Like, you are you are being who you want to be daily. It doesn't just like suddenly... I don't know if I'm making sense. I don't, I don't think... It, it doesn't just suddenly happen that you, you step into that person one day. It's cool to see results, but... It's like you need to actively be taking steps to be aligning yourself with that identity. And I think a lot of people choose sometimes people choose because some people are they have a like you're saying, like a traditional um, understanding of maybe what a nurse job is. And that's great. That's their purpose. And they're operating in that purpose. And that's amazing for them. But I think a lot of times people will choose a path that doesn't necessarily align with the identity that they actually want. And then it's like, okay, well, that's why you're unhappy because you're literally living this life every day. And that's not your life. Like, that's not the life that's meant for you. That's maybe the life you thought you should do to get to where you want to be, or maybe what somebody else told you, but there's a misalignment. Yes, I totally agree with you. And that's the power of the pause to let things kind of catch up, right? So you can yeah. process. And I don't think we do that 
because I think if the pan, I don't think, but if the pandemic didn't happen, I would still be working from home, doing research. I would not have this platform. I would not be impacting the world the way I am. But that's what I always preach to my clients and the people I, I speak to. It's the power of the pause to say, where do I want to be? Because like you were saying, I think as we're raised, you know, you know, families always say, oh, you know, she's going to be a doctor or a lawyer or, or this or that, right? And <laughs> right. you get to live up and step into those shoes. But the, the beautiful thing about life is that you can make it whatever you want, right? Even if you started on that path, you can disrupt that pattern. And I've done it. And that's why I'm so passionate. I see the beauty. And I'm still like, and like, I can't even believe what's happening. But I know everyone has the power to do and experience this, this thing, this, this phenomenon, so to speak. Transformation and it, realization. It really is. And it you talk really a lot is. about self-awareness as well mm-hmm. in your shows. And mm-hmm. I think that is, I always tell my clients the, the being aware is the first step because some people, some people are even are aware and they're just not being honest with themselves. Like oh, yeah. it takes being aware and it takes being honest with yourself. And only once you're honest with yourself is when you can actually take the steps to change it because that is the next critical step. You have to actually want to change. You don't, you can't just be like, oh, wow, I have that really bad habit. Well, all right, I guess I'm going to keep doing it. Like that's not, that's how you go in circles. <laughs> You know, and so actually setting that sitting there and saying, okay, this is something I want to change and then creating necessary action steps. That's how we start to start the begin the transformation process, begin the self-actualization and realize, okay, if I can commit to this and I can create this new habit, positive habit in my life, what are other areas can I create positive habits in and starts to spill over and everything? Absolutely. And and for us, I think it's it's very easy to conceptualize that concept. And because we've been there where we're in transition, we're constantly transitioning. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone who hasn't experienced that yet? They they, mm-hmm. they feel it, they see it, they visit it every now and then, mm-hmm. but haven't truly embodied the transformation, the, the becoming. Yeah. They haven't blossomed yet. What would you say to them? You know, it's so funny. I'm happy you asked me this because I'm actually reading um, an amazing book uh, called The Compound Effect. Um, and that John Crow's organization was actually the one that recommended the book a long time ago. It was the first book I read after not having read a book since like college, which was like three, four years for me at the time. And so I'm rereading it now. And it's taking me back to that moment where I hadn't seen any type of, I had no idea the amount of consistency required to hit a lot of the goals that I had. And as I'm rereading this and reliving this, um, there was a part in the book where he talks about that. He talks about like, if you've never actually committed to something and see, like, like seen it out, like see, years, he's like, I'm not even talking like, oh, three months, six months. No, 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 no. How about two years, three years, four years, five years of being consistent with positive activity, positive habits. He's like, you haven't even scratched the surface of what he calls the compound effect, but all it is, is the literal compounding of positive habits that create momentum over time. Um, I love it. He gets to a part in the book where he calls it the big mo, the momentum, because it's it's so much easier to keep up a positive habit than it is to like stop for a while and be like, oh yeah, that's right. I had this habit I was working on. You know, if you're being consistent with it, 
And that's why I tell all my clients, I'm like, you know, find one thing that you can commit to yourself, especially if it's the first time you're getting consistent or, or on your growth journey. The way that I've experienced the most transformation is by staying committed to my goals and keeping the promises to myself so that I can train my brain that I have follow through power. Hey, brain, I when I say something, I'm actually going to do it. Your brain is like a computer sometimes. Like it, it just functions the way that you you put in the input. Hey, do this. Here's a command. Enter. Boom. Okay, your wish is my command. Or you know whatever. The 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 brain is so cool. I've been getting into this research and I might be falling in your shoes and getting some education around that too soon. But all that being said, I've learned that if you are constantly lying to your brain, if you tell yourself, I'm going to do this and you don't, then your brain's getting trained to think and understand that you are a person that you lie to yourself. You're out of integrity. And the flip is the flip side is true too. So that's why I tell people and my clients, you know, find one small thing you can commit to every day. For me, it's my affirmations. I commit to saying my affirmations every day, three times in the morning and three times at night without, without, sometimes I take a break to let it breathe, you know, because sometimes you get in the habit of doing, you know, something like speaking affirmations every day. You want to let just the Holy Spirit speak and see, check and see and make sure that the things that you're praying for, because I believe affirmations are a form, form of prayer, are in alignment with what God wants for your life, you know, but I'm very consistent with my affirmations. And so, um, somebody else, it might just be brushing and flossing, you know, like, let me just commit to brushing, brushing and flossing every day. Let me commit to, I have some clients that really like to commit to working out. I personally don't, um, commit to that every single day because I've, it's the type of thing where if I feel like if I commit to doing it every day and I miss a day, then like my whole, it's like so much effort to restart. So, for that, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, fi- but find something simple that you can, you know, that you're going to do without fail. And even the days where you don't feel like doing it and it's a chore, you can bring yourself to do it with minimal effort. Cause I think that's the key is the easy not to do, easy to do border, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. And I call those micro shifts. What micro mm. shifts can you make? in your life and the infrastructure we teach uh, for change and transformation, it, it, we call it SAC. So it's okay. the support, you, mm-hmm. you need the support, right? You need accountability and community mm-hmm. to help you because not like you said, you won't be able to do it all the time, but then what, what infrastructure do you have kind of set up to help you succeed? You know, cause it, it's change and there's, you know, behavior change. There's six steps to that. You know, uh, that doesn't just happen automatically, but right. it really is training the brain. But when you have support, accountability and community, um, it, it's a game changer and you don't have to. And I told you, you don't have to do it on your own. You don't have to do anything in this world alone. And when you try, sometimes it, it's harder that way. But community is just so, so, so important. Um when you're trying to make transformation. And and I always say this, and I'm gonna take an opportunity to say it again, but transformation and you know, tapping into your gift and your purpose is not for you. Mm. It's it's for the people who are waiting for you. Okay. I love that. It it, it wow. really is. So so everything, you know, we're doing here, you and I are talking here, and yeah. you know, we we are, you know, broadcasting this to, to the world because it's not for us. We can ha- we had a phone conversation, right? And and I said it's important <laughs> for us to get 
you know, on, on in front of the public to hear this because we don't know who you're going to have an impact on, you know, and, sure. and that and that's the work, right? That that's, that's the purpose. purpose. Yeah. And that was, and that was, I think probably the biggest game changer for my affirmation process was finding my purpose statement. Cause you know, before I was just, again, it was the desperation, emergency survival, you know, um, method of, oh my gosh, I gotta, I just gotta get out of the situation. Right. But then once I got out of the situation, that kind of became my next step was, okay, great. I'm here now. I'm out of survival mode. What's the sex? What am I here for? What is the, my, the reason that I was put on this planet? Yeah. And for me, that is to to love, serve, and inspire others mm. in order to bring them to salvation and show them the love of Jesus Christ. You know, mm. um, and the great thing about I always tell my clients is like when you're crafting your purpose statement, whatever it is, it's going to be look different for everybody. But I think it's really important to focus on something that isn't attached to a specific job or a specific career path, like something that you know that it doesn't matter what room you walk into, you can walk and operate in that purpose, you know? Absolutely. And I also think it's important for people to know that it doesn't have to be one way. Mm. It, it's okay to shift. It's okay to evolve, yes. but you have to be okay letting people know that, you know, like, yes, it was that yesterday, but today is something different because mm-hmm. this is where I am today. You yeah. know, so that's why the whole emotional intelligence that comes into play with everything I do, because it doesn't have to be this way forever. Right. And I think you have to give people permission to say, it's okay to shift. You know, think things will reshape and you may not be feeling that way today or, you know, but, but that, that's also okay. But I, I love, I love what you're saying about not being attached to something. So like, for me, my purpose is service. Mm-hmm. I, I want to serve the world. I want to be in alignment with that because yeah. what I've experienced, I want the world to feel that I want everyone to feel that thing. I want everyone to tap in to that purpose. It's like, it's so I can't even put words to it, to be honest. I can't, <laughs> I can't even put words to it, but it feeds yeah. what I do every day. You know? I totally know what um, you mean. I know it's why you wake up in the morning. And I, I remember, I remember I've, I've, I've had days where I've woken up and not known why I woke up. And I've had days when I wake up and I'm so, it is like, I, for a really long time, my favorite moment of the day is waking up. And it wasn't always like that. Like you're saying, like, you know, things change, change, evolve. I really think, too, there's something to consider about what you said about, you know, just different times in your life, different seasons. Your purpose might change. Um, One conversation I've been getting into a lot lately is the, like, being able to accept yourself. Like, if you you let yourself down, not letting that, like, overshadow your entire existence. I used to be like that, you know, I, I'd mess up somewhere or, and that had a lot to do with my inner dialogue as we t- spoke of earlier, but, um, allowing yourself the space, if you mess up or if you end up having something come up where you're not able to stick to a certain goal or you miss a deadline, like it's not about beating yourself up. It's about giving yourself grace in advance to know that, Hey, I know I have this commitment. I'll use working out. For example, I know I have this commitment to working out, but I'm already giving myself grace because I know that further down the line, things might change. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll if I use myself as an example. Maybe I'll get married again. Maybe I'll have kids and that might change my body. That might change my circumstances. Maybe there's a time in my life where I might not be able to work out the way I work out right now. And I'm already giving myself grace right now mm. in the present 
because yeah. I know that if I ever do fall off the horse, I can always get back and get back on at any time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my husband and I, when we got married, we um, said we didn't want any wedding gifts. We wanted people to donate to this bench at a zoo in our hometown, Boston, Boston, wow, Mass. Really and cool. on the bench, we have a plaque that says every moment is a chance to get it right. Huh. Right. Whatever that means to you at that time. And I always say, anytime your feet touch the ground, you have breath in your body, it's a chance for you to align and get it right, whatever that means to you that day. And be okay with that. You know, so you don't have to work out every day. It's okay. Give yourself grace. It's okay, right? Tomorrow's another day, right? Or or maybe tonight you'll you'll do it. But and what's what keeps coming up for me is living out loud. Mm. not being so restricted, just, just living. And cause we're all human. We all understand, right? I understand your feelings. You understand we're all human, but living out loud and living like at your fullest capacity, like just all out there, you know? Yeah. So yes. I love it and, and you're doing it and I love seeing it and you're just making an amazing impact on the world. I said, you know, leaving your footprint on the world. I, I love it. I love it. I Thank love it. And I'm you. so happy we had a opportunity to connect and we'll stay connected. <laughs> for sure. Um, and I'm so grateful for you. And likewise, I, I'm looking up to you as somebody I really, really look up to and am admi- admiring seriously, because <laughs> not only are you walking in your purpose and using, I think a lot of people, I mean, in this day and age, a lot of people don't necessarily end up in the work that they went to school for. Um, and for you to be able to harness that into your actual purpose and step into that every day is truly inspiring. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And before we wrap up, do you have any last words? And then I want to take you into a rapid fire before I let you go. Yeah, um, I think that's it for me. I I can think of. (laughs) How can people get in contact with you if they want to know more about the I Am Academy? Yes, I Am Academy is uh, our website is www.iamacademy.info. And then, um, yeah, there's our website there. And then uh, you can also visit our in- Instagram. It's going to be the same, the same thing at iamacademy.info. And my personal website is kemireyes.com. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming in. We're going to do a rapid fire, then we're going to wrap up. This was such a great conversation. I'll have to have you back on for sure. (laughs) And likewise, I'm I'm turning up some of my own stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Wellness means? Wellness means mental health. I know I'm stressed when? I feel hot in my chest. Mm. My go-to stress management solution is? Meditating. One word that describes me is? Outgoing. If I can go anywhere in this world, where would you go? Hawaii. Why? It's my favorite place on earth. Yeah. (laughs) Have you been there? Three times. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. And what quote or book or thought? put you back in alignment. The thought that puts me back in alignment is that I am the master of my own mind. Mm. And I think that is a great way to end this session. I am the master of my own mind. Yes. 
Well, thank you so much for being here with us and sharing your story and just sharing your gifts with the world. I, I really appreciate it. And we'll have you back. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. Before you go, I would love to share a free stress management resource with you. Go to stressblueprint.com and download your free copy of the three questions to ask when you are stressed. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Medicine in America, hosted by Anthony Manson and Todd Harrington, shares the stories of physicians, other healthcare professionals, and industry leaders who are changing the way we deliver care. There's an episode that you should check out called Primary Care Reimagined with Subscription-Based Preventative Care Model. It's an inspiring call for a paradigm shift in primary care. All of their episodes highlight innovative ideas at the forefront of the movement to transform our healthcare system. Check out Medicine in America on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.